Hello, Alliance Insurance. This is Darlene. How can I help you? Uh, yes, can I speak to Christopher, please? May I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Gingolo. Okay, Joey, can you spell your last name for me? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's G-I-A-N-G-O-L-A. Okay, I would never have gotten that, so I appreciate your patience. Not a problem. <laughs> um, can you hold just one moment? He was in some meetings. Let's see if, let me see if he's out. Sure. Alliance Insurance Services appreciates any step. Okay, and you did say Joey, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm going to transfer you to Christopher. Be just one moment. Thank you. Thank you for holding. This is Christopher. How can I help you today, please? Christopher, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, how are you? Good. How you doing, sir? Doing well. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Consistency. Um, everything from how we answer the phone to the font we use in our messaging and the same font in emails and postcards and letters and any communication that goes out. Templates for common conversations that we have with our customers. Consistently communicating the same way in the same style is my current big thing. I, uh, I mentioned, you know, we're 13, 14 folks and it's 13 or 14 personalities all communicating differently. I think as an agency, we need to communicate with our staff and our customer more consistently, same type of way. I cannot wait to talk about some fonts. That was my good buddy, Christopher Cook of Alliance Insurance in good old North Carolina. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I am so happy that Christopher mentioned, well, first off, consistency, right? That's the fancy old term that we are just wrapping up in the big word of customer experience, right? That's what the customer experience is. It's, this will be a big customer experience episode, so stay tuned and maybe we'll get a little, play a little game every time I have to say customer experience, do what you want, um, buzzword alert, whatever. The fact that, again, I'm, are you using the same font? in all of your communication? Are you? Because that's called, well, it's technically called branding, but um, that's so important, right? Like it drives me nuts when I see, you know, when I go to somebody's website and they've got this nice clean look, but then they're creating a video or doing something and they're using like this ugly font that isn't matching, like the colors are different. It's that consistency that, that ties everything together, right? It's, it's something that nobody really is going to consciously notice i mean they might it's something that happens like below the surface right this is just it, it makes it lets them know that they're in the right place right it's just they're not really sure what or why but it feels all warm and fuzzy and they feel like it's a safe space that's what your consistency allows them to do um and and i love i love that again christopher is is down to the the type of font. Now I think we're going to get into this because it's going to be tricky, right? It's it's tough to to understand and decide and to know where to draw the line when it comes to to personality and the in the business and, and 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 allowing the individuals with inside of the business to you know have their own voice. That's all important, um, and we'll get into that too. But the biggest question that I think that you know you have to ask yourself is is are you really evolving with your client 
I think my other challenge and, or my other direction is, you know, evolving with the customer. We don't have a lot of eye-to-eye conversations with our clients anymore. Um, a lot of it is over the phone and via email and e-sign and all that. And so <sighs> moving into that space has been a transition for sure. Now that sigh, that reluctance that you hear in Christopher's voice, I mean, if you're like me, the first time when I was having this conversation with him, I, I might have assumed something incorrectly. And you might be feeling that, and and you might be actually feeling the thing that I was assuming for Christopher. And, and before we go too much further, I guess I should say, um, we're going to close this thing. This is going to be a probably a pretty big, decent-sized two-part thing uh, with Christopher. We're going to send him off the podcast with a bang as this will be the wrapping up the last of what I have of Christopher. I, I, I can't, I couldn't fit it all in one show and it's going to be good. So, uh, but it's, it's th- this reluctancy that I kind of thought he was maybe kind of hinting at emotionally just with his deep sigh. Um, we're not going to find that out until part two. So stay tuned. But, um, do you have the same reluctance? Are you thinking about this and saying, oh, you know, boy, are we, you know, I'm freaking out, man. I, I need to sit across the table from a dude and really just determine the level of sweat that is beating up on his forehead. If I can't do that, what am I good for? And are you freaking out because, you know, you're, you're, you're having to evolve in a way uh, with the client uh, that you maybe not be comfortable with? And back to the, you know, communicating consistently, how do you do it all in, all in the same voice, all at the same time, you know, from the different you know, you know, you have might have multiple different people, but how do you how do you let people be themselves, but not suppress that, and still have the agency take on its own voice? Um, I don't I don't know that I I have the answer to that because mainly because of the people that I work with, um, we all share, you know, um, like blood, like we're all related, and although we're not nearly ever the same, um, you know, we just I guess I don't know whatever we've kind of figured it out. Um, but the point is, going back to the reluctance to evolve with or, or what, whatever the emotion is that you are feeling that you're not sure about that makes you feel a little weird, uh, how do you handle that? What do you do with uh, understanding that evolution for where the client is going? And, and do you think that you are equipped to handle it? Because, I mean, you know, fonts aside, if you, if you, if you're, if you're feeling freaked out about it, I mean, it's not, let's put it this way, right? You, you probably need to, there's something somewhere in the process that you might be able to embrace, that you might be able to, while it's maybe not the same as it used to be, um, you know, uh, there's probably something that is a little similar or, hey, uh, and, and you know, maybe let's, let's think about it from this perspective, potentially, um, so maybe you're used to selling that personal lines, home and auto policy, you're sitting across the desk, shaking the hands. Let's say that that's going to go away. We're just uh, not saying it's there, but again, you know, evolving with, with the people, there's a line of business somewhere that for at least another you know period of time is still going to have a longer shelf life of more, you know, eyeball to eyeball sort of business and maybe move to that, right? Maybe it's, it's all right, fine, I'm not ready to take the full plunge now. Or maybe if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're in the camp of, uh, yeah, I kind of already want to be there and I'm kind of sad that I'm not. Um, okay, well, let's maybe work from that angle instead. Um, and this is something that Christopher is, is, is currently kind of dealing with as well because 
you know, you, you kind of have these desires, these wants, these needs, you know, you want to feel special as an insurance agent and you want to be able to, to display that specialness to the people that you want to do business with. But for some reason, you can't quite put the whole puzzle together and it makes you feel possibly a little inadequate. And what is that thing, you know, that is ultimately holding you back from doing the type of business that you want to? Uh, no, I mean, I'm a volume guy. My shop's a volume shop, to be quite honest with you. Um, the more transactions we can turn, the, that's the way we're set up to do things. It's just that you have to make sure you've got systems in place to serve that customer the way they expect. You can say that you're a paperless agency, but are you really? You can say that you're easy to do business with, but do you offer features that that customer wants, whether that's e-sign or text messaging or whatever. As you continue to evolve uh, video proposals, I know customers like those. I know they work. I know they have a much higher close ratio. Me taking the time to film a video proposal, I struggle with <laughs> sometimes because I'm too big of a hurry. So, Just because you say it is doesn't make it true. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. And that's, I think, the, the other piece outside of the whole consistency thing to the customer experience is it's not about what you want. It's really all about what they want. We, I think we did this last show. I'm going to let the video proposal thing sit for a minute because we did a whole show on it, episode 127, what are you doing? What experience do you do different? My buddy Mike Crowley talking about video proposals, and as Christopher just said, he knows they work the higher close ratio. He, well, maybe we'll, we'll touch briefly about his, um, his reluctance or his anxiety of actually taking the time to stop and do them, but let's go back to the fact of it's not a... Uh, so, hey, are you saying, you know, and Christopher is probably, you know, running away from that hot take. I mean, he's, are you saying that you're paperless and you're not? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, it's possible that you, 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 you might have a little bit of a disconnection with, you know, where you think it is and where you're not. And, and Christopher, I, you know, maybe from experience of the business owners, the agency owners that he is kind of, talked with where you know, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm hearing you say one thing, 
But uh, what I'm seeing here, uh, I got a whole stack of like papers. Uh, that's you're telling me you're paperless, but I walked out of your office with like a file folder uh, and a backpack full of stuff. Um, so, so yeah, that's probably not it's not very paperless. That's that's kind of what Christopher's getting at. Even more so, that's just a silly example. Um, do you say that you're easy to do business with, but and do you offer features? that actually make you easy to do business with. Again, e-sign, text messaging, whatever feature you determine to be ease of doing business, are you offering that? And is it just the limitations that you have defined of ease of business or is it all encompassing of ease of doing business? Now, because obviously um, different industries have different standards and expectations and we've definitely taken our time putting in you know, more expectations than maybe a few other industries. And that's allowed us to kind of stroll leisurely at our own pace. And we may or may not be coming to a point of reckoning at some point. I don't know. Some people think that it's very possible, but it all comes back to, um, you know, what are the things that you could potentially be doing that make you an agency that has evolved with where the clients are going with, you know, actually being easy to do business with and not just say something that isn't necessarily true. And, uh, so there's, there's, so let's go on. You can always position something to your advantage. It's up to you to determine if you think, if you believe strongly in that advantage. So, um, what I mean by that is, is uh, so a way to combat this whole ease of doing business, again, spinning things in your favor. You know, I've had people, we've, we've might've even talked about this on the show. I've heard people say, we think it should take more than 15 minutes to you know handle your insurance. Okay, fine. Um, whether that's true or not, time is the most viable thing that we kind of have and, and kind of demanding that we're just not good enough to do it in that amount of time and in the way that it needs to be done. Maybe that's kind of this, maybe that's our own little civil war that we'll have here for a little bit because uh, that's not the necessary, the challenge isn't to, to convince somebody that they need to spend more time on it. It's our job to be able to do a better job in the amount of time that they expect it to be done, right? That sounded good. Maybe write that down. Uh, should, should remember that one because that's 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 what that's how we would beat the 15 minute people at their own game is by being better at them better at it than them there we go uh that's how we win that game right it's it's not by i mean now again we can position we can say and that that will work for some people that does work for some people there are some people that they're not going to necessarily value their time and they're going to be willing to sit down and do the thing. And maybe it does take 18 minutes or whatever. Maybe it takes 20 minutes, whatever the time. I think it's irrelevant, right? That we're just using this as a, as a nice little, uh, you know, model home to kind of walk through to kind of get the idea of, uh, maybe it does take more time, but the point is, is that we shouldn't be, you know, trying to position it backwards to where, you know, to, to what it used to be. It should be fine. You're going to tell people you can do it in 15 minutes. Well, we're going to do it in 15 minutes. We're going to do it better. Uh, whatever it is, right? That's the that's the thing, right? I mean, to be honest, it's like, hey, I'm not going to take your time. I'm not going to take you for granted. I'm going to, again, make it as easy as possible for you to do business with me. 
And if that means, hold on, big thought, but you know, if I never talk to you ever, maybe that's it. Is that where it goes? I don't know. But again, that goes from, you know, hey, we got to talk for an hour to we got to talk for a half hour, got to talk for 15 minutes, which is industry standard at this point in time to, hey, guess what? We're going to have you fully set, fully educated, fully comfortable, feeling great about it. And the only time you're going to talk to one of us is if you really want to. And we'll talk to you for as long or as little as you like. But really, everything that you need to know and do is already here for you. Uh, Is that Is that a crazy thing? I don't know. I'm just kind of tossing it out there. Just kind of, we're just spitballing here. We're having a conversation. But I just, I think at the end of the day, right? It's understanding the importance that, you know, hey, we want to be consistent. We want to be able to evolve with our client and we want to be able to deliver an experience that they tell us that they want to have and not really one that we want to give them. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't, I've been holding off on this one for a while. And this is going to be pretty contradictory to the entire episode, which it's hilarious to me. One thing I got to say that I just think we need to just really take a good look at ourselves in the mirror of the industry. I'm going to upset a lot of people. I'm probably not going to have a few friends after this. But I got to say it. One thing that we do not need to be consistent in is branded polo shirts. Agency branded polo shirts need to not be a thing because you don't work at Best Buy. I just I don't know. I feel like there's there's a level of I just I would like so back to the uh, personality, the communication, the consistency. I don't think it has anything to do with the logo over your right shoulder, left shoulder, left. I don't know which side do you put your logo on. Probably the left, I think. It has nothing to do with uh, a, a polo shirt with your logo on it that's the same color. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I would just like us to, um, again, delivering an experience, uh, just, you know, come up with your own style, right? Create your own personal brand to where we're not wearing branded polo shirts. Just make it, make me think like you've spent like five seconds thinking about, you know, like the thing that people are gonna notice most about you. I don't know. All right, fine, fine. I just. I'm curious. What are your thoughts? Branded polo shirts? Yes, no, maybe. Joe, you're an idiot. I've never listened to this podcast again. All of those are acceptable answers, and I'll even take in your own write-ins. Uh, Joey at girlprogram.com for that. Uh, at Joey Jingola on Twitter, if you'd like. Um, everybody that wears branded polo shirts, I'm, if that's your thing, stay with it, I guess. Uh, maybe have a little more fun with it. Uh, but I guess, you know, I would... It, we, we, we almost have this kind of stigma, this chip on our shoulder. Like we are, we're, we're, you know, we feel like disrespected in some capacities that we're not, you know, valued enough as a trusted advisor of, you know, the importance, the importance of the work that we do sort of thing. I just, I think when we, when we kind of present ourselves physically in, in a way that resembles, you know, Hey, we've got the, we've got the, uh, you know, the new, uh, iPhone eight versus the, uh, you know, pixel XL two, um, you know, that's kind of, I think, I think that's, that's a visual cue that says people, Hey, Ryzen store sort of, all right, fine. I'm done. I'm done. So let me know what you think. I would just like to, just like to see us class it up a little bit or class it down, whichever way. I feel like that's kind of too m- m- mediocre just across the board. Um, you know, I'd like, I'd like a strong t-shirt game. 
you know if, if you want to roll with some some nice t-shirts i mean do your thing i personally prefer the tie a nice shirt that's my thing um you know but whatever you want to do do your thing but just can we let's have an honest conversation about it and, and if i'm wrong i'm wrong maybe we'll stick with the branded polo shirts i just gotta know i just have to do it been on literally it's like been at the top of my list for like ever and i just have a feeling a lot of people aren't gonna like it anyways i'm gonna go away now and um and go hide in my closet so i'll see you guys later